Now, we started talking this morning about the Police National Retail Investigation Support Unit that will come into force this month, tackling everything from ram raids to robberies to shoplifting. And young people are in the main responsible for the current spate of ram raids. And that got into a discussion of how on earth do you turn a young child's life around if if they've had the worst possible start? Neuroscience educator Nathan Wallace has talked to us before about how to give a child the best possible start in life, that first 1,000 days. He joins me now. Very good morning to you, Nathan. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. A little depressed, though, because I've been on TalkBack now for 22 years. And Dalcelia Whitaker was my first abused baby, if you know what I mean, the first one that really got into my heart. Mm -hmm. And 22, 23 years later... Nothing yep. has changed. Yeah. And how, how when these, and I was reading about the Black Power Boy in Rotorua who committed a mindless, senseless, violent assault on a home invasion. He'd been passed around sexually and physically abused from the time he was born and couldn't read and write at the age of 15. I mean, yeah. what do you... I don't know what chance do they have, eh? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so when a child hasn't had those first 1,000 days, not even close to... Five days out of the one thousand of being affirming and 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 wiring them right way, can they be rewired back, or is it too late? Well, I mean, technically, yes, they can, but mm. is it likely? No, it is not. Mm. You know, so um, if they somehow through that can find one person that is crazy about them and truly believes in them and loves them, yeah, if they can find a place inside themselves where they can love themselves, yeah, which is very likely if you've been raised that way. Yeah. Um, but if you can, then yes, you can start to bring about change, you know. Um, but the systems are just so stacked when you've been raised in that way and your yeah. systems of thinking and the resources and the networks you have around you and just the way you think doesn't give you access to that. No, I mean, if you've been abused by, by the authority figures in your life, what trust will you have in any authority? That's right. So you're just anti-establishment. You see yeah. the whole underbelly of um, people that, yeah, exactly that. A lot of them come from the foster care system. What was that research that came out the other day that, um, in the Dunedin multidisciplinary study yeah. that if you come from an abusive background, you are more likely to be an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> thought, well, well, that's very clear, isn't it? Because if you've come from the foster care system and you've, um, you're anti-establishment, because that establishment has let you down and mm. basically abused you multiple times throughout your life. And so, of course, you become anti-establishment. So, of course, they're anti-vaxxers because they're just generally anti-establishment. Yeah. And I think about whole 10%, you know, whatever the percentage is, that underbelly. But in answer to your question, yes, they can change. It is possible. No human is stuck. And no human is a finished, fake, complete. We all have, they all have the potential, but yeah, it's a difficult recipe to try and give them the stuff they need. It really, really is. I mean, the ideal would be to invest in children who are at risk. I mean, there have been numerous projects overseas where you've basically put wraparound care around a household when a child is born. You've got the budget and you've got the psychologist, you've got a nurse in there. Yeah, because we do know who those families are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we have similar programs like that here. So we do do those interventions. We've got Early Start and Family Start, and they do exactly those things. Yeah. Identify the families and they put the resources in place, but it's just not there for everybody. So, you know, actually a small percentage of those families get those sorts of programs. And does it work? Yes, it does work. Yeah. Absolutely it does. Yeah, we've got the research to show it. So that you can take some of those really rough families and put them in things like Early Start and Family Start and those early intervention programs with all the things you just talked about. And it won't have a hundred percent success rate, no. but most of them, most of them, go on to lead functional lives quite different from that underbelly. 
So yes, it does work. So why we aren't we investing in it? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Are they not the people? Or? The psychology, the economics of it. Yeah. But clearly, clearly, they're not important enough to whoever does the bean bags, you know, does the money counting. Because so, it would need 10 times as much. Yeah. And I suppose New Zealanders already think they spend a whole lot of money on that underbelly with, you know, social welfare and stuff. Yeah. Would they like the idea that we're going to spend, you know, 100 times more than that? I'm, I, I don't think any Kiwi would, would mind investing in something that works. I just want to see results. And if, if the results are there, I'd say just throw it at it. It's better than having people yeah, in prison. I, I, I too, but yeah, I think... Not everyone's educated and understands research. And I think a lot of people would just be, oh, we already spend so much money on those people. And they, they, they put themselves in that situation. And they're not going to help themselves. And, you know, yeah. Well, but, I just hope they take but, all the compassion that they have for the dead babies and put it for the siblings of those dead babies yeah. who then have gone to become adults. Yeah, that's right. Mm. What we can do, though, because that all sounds very pessimistic, doesn't it? Like, yeah. there's no real solution. I think as individuals, what we can do is, um, if we know someone like that in our lives, like, basically, to be really honest, I come from that background. Yeah. And the reason that I've grown up to be who I am is because I had Nana Cook on the corner. It was actually no relation whatsoever I worked out when I was nine. <laughs> but it was my Nana who loved me, and um, and she taught me that, I don't want to say middle class, but that normal way of being in the world. Yeah. So, you know, whereas all I got from my parents was the once for warriors stuff. Yeah. But because I knew the good stuff from her, then I was able to take that part. So I think what we can do as individuals is when you see children like that, when you've got trips in your neighbourhood, when you've got kids at your sports club or and they are from that background, instead of standing back from them, maybe jump in and become an auntie or an uncle. Do something to affect the change. Brilliant. Brilliant words as always. Thank you so much, Nathan Wallace, neuroscience educator. He speaks the truth.